I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fangs, claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they could be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. Um, so it turns out this is our New Year's episode. Oh, yeah. Because this happens just before New Year's mm -hmm. that this will be released. I think the 30th. Yeah. My, my sense of time is totally destroyed right now. Yeah, that's Because I've fair. been on vacation. Mm -hmm. uh, and time is a social construct. That's all I have to say. There's, I mean, that's fair. I've had, well, I have two weeks off. And time is weird now. Yeah, I'm there too. Honestly, I have off technically until the 2nd. I'm off till the 6th. But there's only two days uh, that I'll be working then, and I think most people are not even going to be working, so I'm going to just take two personal days because yeah. I I honestly don't want to go back to work yet. That is fair. <laughs> That's just fair. Um, But... uh. So the the what should I call it the 2010 the teens is gonna be over from the time of recording in like four days from the time of your listening it's either already over or it ends in two days yeah <laughs> uh which is kind of wild to me crazy because I I, I still think that it's like 2009 There's, like a lot yeah like 2009 not, was a good year. Well, we graduated high school in 2009. Uh, that's yeah, a decent year. Did. 2010 was pretty good. Yeah, 2010, I could take or leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, it was definitely something. Oh, cool! They have a quintessent judge. I'm, I'm on. I was on Cybertron before you okay. got on. I was like, I don't even know what that is. I'm assuming yeah, yeah, that's a Transformers thing. Yeah, yeah, I. It's they have quintessons and quintessons in um um cyber the cyberverse line oh, okay uh which is really cool because it's like the from the Transformers movie the thing that's face switches around yes and it has like the three judges and yeah the four judges and what ha what have you mm -hmm. so they did a figure for they're doing a figure for that but I also don't want the prowl and sound wave that come with it so oh, okay. whatever I'm not gonna buy it um. Anywho, I, I was just about, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was like thinking about this in the car. Listen, listeners, I told Brandon this before. <laughs> I am tired. It is currently 2, 11 p.m. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning and I've been, I've been dry. I drove around. I was driving around since eight. So my brain is in the state and this is an episode I'm leading the research on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's you left my house last night and you're like, bye, I have to go right tomorrow's episode. And I was like, Oh, you're gonna yep. have so much fun. I got home at let's see, I left your house around eight thirty, so I got home around nine, nine oh seven, somewhere in that time frame. Uh I then sat down with the the book for this episode that I read in two days. Reminding you I had time off. I just didn't do anything with it. Oh, um, 
And then I sat down and wrote this episode in about three hours. And then I wrote <laughs> another, like a coda, in 12 minutes. Yeah. You're like, I'm writing for a chord. I popped online. <laughs> You're like, hang on, I'm just do doing some finishing touches. Also, this is the longest episode I've ever written. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is horrifying to me. Yeah. Uh, because... So, uh, I don't want to start the episode yet, because I want to do more talking talk, but at the same time, I feel like I should start the episode, because there's literally 3,000, there's 3,200 3, words for this episode. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, anywho. I, yeah, you know what? You know what? Let, let's get into the episode, because this is going to be a long one. Okay. Um... Let's see, something, something about the myths that haunt the human mind, um, something about cryptids and all sorts of stuff like that. That's what this podcast is about, right? You know. Yeah. Listen to another episode. Listen to, what is this, an even-numbered episode? Yeah, listen to an odd-number episode. You'll, listen you'll to get an odd-number episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you listen to odd-number episodes, Brandon does it every week. Every, well, every time he does an episode. So odd-numbered episodes... They always had the the correct thing. Even number ones, they get, you get this. I'm sorry, it's just what you get. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so uh, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And this week, I'm doing a continuation of a of a accidental series. Oh, okay. So if you'll remember, the last two episodes that I did were Momo, the Missouri monster. Yes. Um, which was, I think, two episodes ago mm -hmm. that I did. Uh, Not, so it's, was it two episodes ago? I'll, I'll take a word for it. There's I a think spreadsheet. it's like three. Yeah. Something like, yeah, I don't know. And following that, I did the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Okay. During the Honey Island Swamp Monster episode, I may have made a reference to something. And I decided to do research on that this week. Okay. So, Brandon. Yes. I want you to take a guess. This week's cryptid was first sighted. Honestly, I don't know when it was first sighted because oh, it's one of those. It's one of those where so there was a big sighting in 1971, mm -hmm. like the the one that put it on the map. Yeah, but there's reports that it could be could have been sighted in 55, 65, and 1908. In 1908, okay. Yeah, so there's a bit of a range for this one. It is a Sasquatch, so but it's a specific type of Sasquatch, and it's from Arkansas. 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 There's... Hmm. That was a pronunciation. I'm thinking... So my... I've only got one guess. I'm sure it's wrong because it's more south than Arkansas, but I was going to say the skunk ape or the... But, uh, it's really close. The um, what's that one? The the boggy, bo the boggy boggy, boggy. You're you're close. Bo bo the boggy creek, uh, boggy creek monster. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the movie was the Legend of Boggy Creek. Yeah. Okay. The Legend. Oh, okay. Boggy Creek. All right. Uh, the monster is called by a lot. Uh, the folk monster. But the okay. Falk Falk because Fook. Okay. Is it Fook? So. I never, I was unable to find, well, for one thing, I didn't watch The Legend of, of Boggy Creek for this. 
mainly because it's on mainly because it's on shutter and vrv doesn't have shutter anymore and i'm actually really upset about that Uh um but uh so i don't actually know how the town is actually pronounced yeah i think it's falk because wikipedia says the ou is pronounced like ou in mouth oh all right so i think it's the falk monster but i could be wrong okay uh if i'm wrong i don't really care yeah (laughs) i mean that's fair uh not that i don't care you know about being right it's just i'm bad at pronouncing stuff i can't even pronounce arkansas properly as shown in this very episode (laughs) um so it is in the broadcasted folder right now nice I like the picture. Yeah, it's a good picture. It's a very good picture. He has glowing red eyes. Yeah, he does. That that is a hallmark of him. Um so Falk Arkansas. This is 14 pages long. Yes, I know. I can't sp- I can't speak. I can't say Arkansas. Wow! Every time I say it, I say it different. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas. Arkansas. I think it's Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, here's the thing. That's not how letters work. It's Ar- Ar- it, It's it's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. But every time I... S- it's like, um, what is it, Colonel? Oh, Colonel. Yeah. How long was it... How long did it take for you to realize that Colonel was spelled Colonel? It was after I finished the Ender's Game books. Yes, like definitely. I, I learned it like right after I finished both of them. So I was like, wait, I was reading this wrong in my head the whole time. Yeah, it kind of changes the tone of the book when you, you think it's a colonel who's uh, basically having kids commit war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Good books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Orson Scott Card is kind of an asshole, too. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, death of the author. Whatever. So, Folk, Falk, 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 Falk was the way I was going to say it. Sorry. I thought about this last night, like, really hard, and I just didn't do it. So, Falk, Arkansas is a small town in western Arkansas in the Texarkana, uh, which is a wild city because it's, like, half in Texas, half in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas? Wow, I cannot pronounce. <clears throat> it's folk. I just Google it. It says folk? F-O-U-K-E Arkansas rhymes with poke. Okay, so folk. The folk monster. Okay. That's it. That's how we're pronouncing it. It's also easier to say it that way because it's not weird. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Texarkana is like a city that's divided in the middle with half of it in Texas and half of it in Arkansas. Okay. Hence, Texarkana. Yeah. Um, I will say this. There is an absolutely hilarious dub called Lake Texarkana, which dubs the 1996 Gamera 2 movie for to make all the voice the like all the voices be redneck drawls. Wait, this is an hour long. Yeah. Just just click into a random point of it. It's phenomenal. 
Lots of dramatic music. Well, yeah, because it's a Gamera movie, so. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I just heard a harmonica that's definitely not in the original. Nope. <laughs> no, it's spoken yet, but there's harmonicas. What part? What 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 time stamp are you on? Oh, this is so good. Forty-one minutes and eleven seconds. All right, let me let me get there. The harmonica's at thirty-six minutes. Yeah. Oh, it's really great, cause. That's so good. <laughs> oh my god, the harmonica got me. It got me real good. Uh, if you haven't seen this, I recommend seeing it. Um, I think that the Gamera Legacy Collection, uh, Gamera Collection, um, <laughs> oh wow. It's really funny. It's really, really funny. This is uh, so good. One of the Gamera Blu-ray, the uh, one of the Gamera Blu-ray collections, the one that yeah. has the Hesse era films. Um, that one, I believe, has that dub on it. Okay. This is amazing. I know what I'm watching after this. Oh no. Uh. Brandon, I could lend you the Blu-ray that has this on it because it's I, phenomenal. I wasn't paying attention because it's too in awe. The, it this is included on an official disc. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's just yeah. too good. This is included on an official Gamera Two disc. I am not joking. I have the disc that this is on. That's... Because I have I have all the Gamera movies because I'm kaiju trash. Yep. Um, and it's hilarious. So funny. Anyway, this, uh, so yeah, it's like literally. So so, Folk, Arkansas, is literally like fifteen twenty miles south of like the main metropolitan area of Texarkana. Um, and its current population is eight hundred and ninety five. Okay, so it's a bustling metropolis. Oh yeah. Um and it's located at the intersection of US Highway 71, which is actually important because yeah. most of the episode happens on that highway and Interstate 49. Um the town was founded by a Seventh-day Baptist minister, James Franklin Shaw. So so just to cut you off, like yeah. you made that that's a bustling metropolis joke. The population yeah. of the town where I grew up before I moved, 451. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a square mile. Yeah, it's like so tiny. <laughs> I think. Well, uh, uh, well, wait. Let's see. No, it's that area. The area of where you grew up is really small. I'm not gonna yeah. name it on the episode because family members of yours still live there. Yeah, but and it's. <laughs> but, I mean, the other thing about uh, folk is Listen, it's very I just rural. It. It's 2.395 square miles. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was, I was half, I was, I had half of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I underestimated by half. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, where you grew up really, I, it's like a town, but it's like the weirdest definition of a town I've ever seen. Well, it's a Hamlet. Yeah. That's true. It is a Hamlet. So, yeah. 
But it's like, it's weird because it's like in the greater area. I, I don't know. The the towns where we grew up are really weird. Yes. Really weird. And they change. So I swear that you can go from one town into another town and back into the original town oh, by just driving straight. In a straight line. Yes. Yeah. You can do that. I've done that. Yeah. And it's not like the road, the road doesn't move or wiggle. You're going straight. Oh, yeah. Also, the name yeah. of the road will change. But you're yes. on the same road. Yeah. So I, I honestly, uh, when I navigate this area, I don't use road names. I use landmarks because it's way easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anywho, unless it's 209. Yeah. 209 stays the same pretty much the whole way. Yeah. Until you hit Port Jervis. Or Rhinebeck. But the rest of it's the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, one time uh, uh, Falco was visiting me. Yeah. And they went the wrong way on 209. Oh, where did they end S- up? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Anywho. You're like, man, uh, John's house is really farther away than I remember. Actually, yeah. even in, in um, Kingston, the main uh, road, uh, depending on where on uh ulster you're at it's albany or ulster avenue it's the yeah. same road well well 9w is also a nightmare oh yeah it's not a re- it is the most confusing road ever once you get to kingston because it's like oh i'm still on 9w because it, it like it there's like a turn in the road like a right turn where yeah. you're going on different roads but they're all a part of 9w yeah i hate it so much <laughs> anywho getting back to the story because this is a long one. Oh yeah uh the town was founded by a seventh day baptist minister james franklin shaw in 1890 to establish a colony where people didn't work on saturday instead of the usual sunday because okay. that's what seventh day baptists are all about like the the sabbath is a saturday kind of like uh it's kind of in the same vein as the jewish tradition okay um, the town derives its name from a nearby Jonesville resident, James Folk, who provided some of the land for the colony. Um, the Wikipedia page says colony, and I guess it kind of works because it's a, it's a religious colony. Okay. But it was like incorporated in like, uh, 1905 or something like that. Um, the town is best known for two things. One being a nexus point for illegal trafficking during prohibition. Nice. It was in a really good location for it. There was like a, a train station. It was like real close to Louisiana. It was real close to Texas and it was in Arkansas. So it's like the perfect, it's like in the perfect tri-state area for just illegal shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of like, uh, what was it? The, the scarecrow of Jang Rai. Oh, that was yeah. also that was another one that there were where there was a monster in an area that was very very uh, contentious to mm-hmm. say the least, um, and more importantly, it's known for being the birthplace of the 1972 B movie cult classic, The Legend of Body Creek, and it's like three sequels which are all terrible. Oh, I didn't know there were sequels at yes, all. Yes, I was unaware. There's a there's a mystery science theater episode about the legend of boggy Creek two, I believe I don't, I didn't check if it was on Netflix, 
but I think I have a copy of it because I backed the Kickstarter. Okay. Um. So if you want it, I can get you basically any episode. I'm I'm basically a, a mystery science theater three thousand drug dealer at this point. <laughs> nice. Um, although I can't get you Gamera or Godzilla versus Megalon because okay. the the rights got all fucky with those. Yeah. Regardless. Um. <laughs> so naturally, because this is Cryptopedia, we're gonna ignore the cryptids and we're gonna de- we're gonna delve into the intricacies of prohibition, which is why this is fourteen pages long. Oh, good. <laughs> Anywho, so May 3rd, 1971, the legend becomes known. That's the title I gave this one. Nice. Uh, Before starting, I want to call out the primary source that I'm structuring this episode around. Uh, To learn the general story of this week's monster, because I only knew about the folk monster from The Legend of Boggy Creek. I didn't really know the folk monster. Um, I read the book, The Beast of Boggy Creek, The True Story of the Folk Monster by Lyle Blackburn. All right, what's up, Lyle? Yeah, that's the second time I've used him as a source. Uh, I yeah. think I used him for Momo as well. Okay. Um, he's he's from Texas, and he does a lot of cryptid writing. He's very credulous, um, but he does do a good job of, like, documenting everything and saying, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Um, I will say, in no way, shape, or form am I going to cover every instance of the Boggy Creek sighting because... It spans about 70 years at this point. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it's still supposedly being seen to this day. Supposedly. Okay. So, and honestly, most of the stories are literally the same. So I'm going to be telling the ones that are like different because most of them are like, I was driving down the road and I saw a tall guy who was not a guy, but a, a monster. That's most of them. Just for reference. Um, so an article appeared in the Texarkana Gazette on May 3rd, 1971 by Jim Powell about an event with a monster and a new resident in the town of folk because the article is actually really well written and concise. Um, pretty, a pretty awesome description of the event. Like literally, literally the best description I saw. And until I read the article, I didn't understand what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to just read it because it's good and uh, we can we can pick it apart as we go through it. But there's actually some decent writing here, which impressed me. Yeah. Uh, So good on you, Jim, pal. Harry monster hunted in folk sector because it's a portion of the metropolis. So it's like a sector of Texarkana. Um, Bobby Ford, 25 of and it literally lists his like PO box number and where he lives. <laughs> uh who lives approximately 10 miles <clears throat> south of Texarkana on yeah. US Highway 71. Nice. Said that the unidentified creature attacked him at his home shortly before midnight on Saturday. Okay. Ford was treated at St. Michael Hospital for minor scratches and mild shock and released. Okay. After the thing grabbed me and I broke free, I was moving so fast I didn't stop to open the door. I just ran through it, Ford said. The creature, in quotes, was described by Ford as being seven feet tall and about three feet wide across the chest. At first, I thought it was a bear, but it runs upright and moves real fast, he said. Ford, his brother Don, and Charles Taylor saw the creature several times shortly after midnight and shot at it seven times with a shotgun. Seven did, times. Did they hit That's it? A lot. 
Uh, I hope they hit it. It's a lot. No, apparently not. I I don't think they did because it didn't go down. Whatever it was, if if you hit it seven times with a shotgun, it's going to go down. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. Um, it first started Wednesday when our wives heard something around the porch. Then, Friday night about midnight, the thing tried to break into the house again. Last night, Sunday, it tried to get in again, Don Ford said. Elizabeth Ford said she was sleeping in the front room of the frame house when I saw the curtain moving on the front window and a hand sticking through the window. At first, I thought it was a bear's paw, but it didn't <laughs> look like that. At first, I thought like it was that. her neighbor, Pervy Dan. Pervy Dan? Pervy Dan. Is that, is that Honey Dipper Dan's uh, weird, weird cousin? cousin? Yeah. Yeah. Although I'd say Honey Dipper Dan is per... Pervy Dan would say Honey Dipper Dan's his weird cousin, but you know, that's it's true. all about it's all about perspective, it's what, man. It's, whole, it's what your thing is. I mean, Honey, that's Honey Dipper Dan's thing. It really is. He's, he's, <laughs> but you know what? He's good at it. He's very good at it. He's very. You good gotta at let it. him. You gotta let him chase his bliss. Yeah. If you don't understand what Honey Dipper Dan is, it's a rec- he's a recurring character on the podcast. Oh yeah, at this I point. think I ended an episode with the whole Honey Dipper Dan song once. You definitely did, yeah. and it was great. It, uh, yes. Uh, I don't remember the episode number, but it was really good. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Um, at first, I thought it was a bear's paw, but it didn't look like that. It had heavy hair all over it, and it had claws. I could see its eyes. They looked like coals of fire. Real red, she said. It didn't make any noise, except you could hear it breathing. So, interesting note, uh, the red eyes motif appears again. Which oh good I don't I don't know why red eyes are such a thing in like cryptid sightings yeah because like let's see Beast of Bungay um what else uh Flatwoods Monster I think had red eyes no it had yellow eyes uh what else had red eyes Mothman had red eyes um a lot of them yeah did like, the Man Bat have red eyes I don't remember I think the Man Bat might have had red eyes. I think there might have been some cases in which Batsquatch had red eyes. Every every cryptid has had at least a sighting where it's like its its eyes were red. Yeah. Um. At this point, I feel like. Uh. So, anywho, I, I honestly don't know what that is. I think I honestly think it might be like a. My hypothesis is that it's like a cultural zeitgeist thing. I think where so. spooky things have red eyes. So that's it. Because because like the stereotypical depiction of like a demon will have red eyes. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things, whatever. Um, Ford said that they spotted the creature in the back of the house with the aid of a flashlight. We shot several times at it, then called Ernest Walraven, constable of folk. He brought us another shotgun and a stronger light. We waited on the porch and then saw the thing closer to the house. We shot again and thought we saw it fall. Bobby, Charles, and myself started walking to where we saw it fall. So apparently they did successfully hit it. Okay. In this story. I've forgotten that. Um, About that time, according to Don Ford, they heard the women in the house screaming, and Bobby went back. I was walking the rungs of a ladder to get up on the porch when the thing grabbed me. I felt a hairy arm come over my shoulder, and the next thing I knew, we were on the ground. The only thing I could think was about how to get out of there. The thing was breathing real hard, and its eyes were the size of a half dollar and real red. So, <laughs> once again, yeah. we're talking, we're talking, uh, uh, red eyes, um, yeah. 
We're talking basically, basically we're talking the uh, Mothman again. Because that's mm-hmm. literally the description the Mothman had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, point for point. Except for the fact that this one's hairy and not a moth. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the only difference. Uh-huh. Um, I finally broke away and ran around the house and through the front door. I don't know where he went. I... We... He... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, yeah. uh, if I was in that situation, I probably wouldn't do anything different. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fighter. No, I'm not a fighter. My my uh, I have I don't have a fight or flight reflex. I have a flight reflex. <laughs> I've got a flight or flight reflex. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 I run it's away new... or fly. I can fly with my flight or flight. Oh man, I wish I could fly with my flight or flight. It's pretty cool. It's it's the best. It really weirds out some people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird because it, it triggers in awkward situations, too. Because I just, yeah. like, float away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. I wish I had a flight or flight reflex that one time in the in the mall. Oh. When I, uh, I ruined a, a Chinese restaurant for us forever. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we heard Bobby shouting and by the time we got there, everything was over. We didn't see a thing. Bobby Ford said, we heard Bobby shouting. And by the time we got there, everything was over. We didn't see a thing. Don Ford said, everyone at the house said they saw the creature moving in the fields close to the house. All said it could move fast. Wall Raven, who was the constable said he was called to the scene about 1235 AM Sunday, Mm -hmm. May 2nd. And searched the area without finding anything. I looked through the f- surrounding fields and woods for about an hour. They, I get then I gave them my shotgun and light. A short time later, they called back and told me they had shot at it again. I went back and stayed until five a.m. So he comes out, gives them, gives scared people a gun. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> and a flashlight. Yeah, it's this is this whole story is just one good idea after another. It sounds like it. It's really good. Um. Wallraven said several years ago, a resident of Jonesville community near Folk reported seeing a hairy monster in the area. Several persons saw the thing and shot at it, some from close range. They said nothing seemed to stop it. They described it as being seven feet tall and looking just like a naked man covered with brown hair. Nice. Said. Which. Danny uh, DeVito. It's Danny well, DeVito. It's, Everything's it's Danny giant. DeVito. It's giant. It's Danny DeVito on stilts. It's Danny. Yeah, that's true. That's Danny DeVito on stilts. That's it. And he's wearing uh, he's wearing red sunglasses for whatever reason. Yes. It, it's a, it's a style choice. I honestly. like it. It's a good style. It. I mean, it worked from that one episode of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when he pretended to be like the Edna Mode like character. Yeah. And he got obsessed with a painting, like super obsessed with the painting. <laughs> Oh man, what was it? It was like it like made him feel things and like he heard World War II sounds oh, and God. stuff like that. It yes. was really weird. It was a really good episode. Um they lost a lot of money to that artist. Like that not artist, but the uh art show curator or whatever the yeah. heck it is. Am I recording? Yeah. Oh, that would have been that would have been terrible. God. <laughs> that would have been the worst. <laughs> for for whatever reason, I was not confident I had been recording. So, uh, anywho, 
All that remained on Sunday morning at the Ford House. Wait, how many monitors do you have set up? One. What? Because I'm in my office. Yeah. And I only carry the one upstairs. I'm still working. Like, it's only been a a year and a couple months. Yeah. But I'm still not completely happy with my setup for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. All that remained Sunday morning at the Ford house was several strange tracks that appeared to be left by something with three toes. So, commonality with the Honey Island Swamp Monster, yeah. although that had four toes. Um, and several scratch marks on the front porch that appeared to have been made by something with three claws. So, three and three, kind of strange. Several pieces of tin nailed around the bottom of the house have been ripped away and another window had been damaged by the creature, according to Ford. We plan to stay here tonight and see if we can get that thing if it returns, Don Ford said. I'm not staying here anymore unless they kill that thing, Patricia Ford said. As for Bobby Ford, he said, um, I've had it here. I'm going back to Ashdown. So they just left. <laughs> oh, good. Which, to be fair, if something like that happened, I'd probably just leave too because I don't want to become a horror movie statistic. Yes. Um, so I've attached a picture of some three-toed footprints that are associated with the folk monster. And I gotta say, they really don't look real at all. No. Like. No, they I'm do really, not. I'm sorry. They look like nothing. Like. <laughs> it's so skinny. It looks like a literal clown shoe. <laughs> With three toes. Yeah. And not only that, but there's, like, no anything to the toes. There's, like, no... It doesn't look like an actual biological foot. Because, like, even the, even the like, pressure is even throughout the entire, t- like, footprint. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't look like someone walked. Regardless. Um... This article is the first sighting of what would become more commonly known as the folk monster, um, which was recorded in a newspaper because none of the other sightings were ever reported to a newspaper before this. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Woo! Um, less than a month later, another sighting of the creature also occurred around, around along Highway 71, running across the road, with even more seeing it over the following weeks. The plaster cast I was discussing was made by uh, Willie Smith, Wiki Wild. Wiki, Wiki Wild. <laughs> Wiki Wild, Wild West. Yes. Um, and it measured 13.5 inches long and 4.5 inches wide. So it does not make sense. As I said, literal clown shoes. <laughs> um, the tracks are noteworthy for having a stride of 57 inches. Uh, 57 inches, and as I said, being similar to the Momo tracks from the episode about a month ago. You're typing a lot. Yeah. You're typing. Are you Are you looking up the Wild West theme song? I'm not. No. No. What are you What are you looking up? Uh, I'm tweeting about the time that we just forgot or thought we forgot we were recording. Oh, fair enough. I'm live. I'm live tweeting our podcast. It's pretty great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now people know how uh, on the edge of our pants we, we record this podcast. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> now it makes a lot of sense how we missed that one episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, however, as mentioned in the article, this was not the first sighting of the creature. That honor belongs to the residents of Jonesville, who lived near the town of Folk in the 1950s. <laughs> Jonesville, 1950s. Not to be confused with Coolsville, the Scooby-Doo town. Um, and it was definitely not a bear. I'm telling you, it's not a bear, Brandon. It is not a bear. Every everything I'm reading to you, do not think of a bear when I read it. Do not do that. <laughs> okay, you got to be thinking of a Sasquatch. Otherwise, we ruin the story. A Sam Squanch. A Sam Squanch. A Sam Squanch. So supposedly, Willie Smith, uh, you know the guy who made the plaster cast in his soybean field. Uh huh. Um, he lames claim to the first sighting of the creature in 1955 near his house on Boggy Creek, a creek which crosses under Highway 71. Um, I actually have a Google Maps view of where the creek crosses the highway. Yeah. Um, it, but it's like towards the bottom of the episode. So oh, okay. It, it's in the show notes. Um, yeah. If you want to check it out, you can. It's like just it's just a bridge over like a really tiny creek. Yeah. It's like. Like, it's such a small body of water that is associated with this whole story. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous to me. Um, allegedly, he thought the creature was a man. He shot at him 15 times with an army rifle, but missed. The, oh, okay. I don't judge. 15 times, Brandon. It's like that time where there was a skunk. And at my uh-huh. parents' house, and my dad yeah. was trying to shoot said skunk, mm-hmm. but he claimed that there was something off with the the rifle. He was like, "Oh, it's bent or something like that." I was like, mm, I, "I don't, I don't think, I think it's fine. I think you just can't aim." So then he got my grandparents, his father's twenty-two, and then <laughs> apparently that one also had the same exact issue. So we just Weird. waited for it to go under one of the buildings on our property, and then he was like, "Brandon, come outside." And we just got blue stone and basically walled it in. So there's just a dead skunk corpse under one of the, the buildings outside. Maybe your house. he waited a couple your days, house. but he was afraid to check in case it wasn't dead and would spray him. So it's an unsolved <laughs> mystery from like at this point s- seven years ago. That's amazing. Y- yeah. <laughs> I want an unsolved mystery episode about the skunk under your your family's like outbuilding. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great episode. <laughs> yes, get the current guy who's playing uh, Spock to to do the voiceover. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, shooting at it fifteen times was not enough. No. So I guess he's like literally the worst shot ever. I think it's bulletproof, John. I think they're yeah. dealing with a bulletproof Sam Squanch. Yeah, because he can't miss 15 times. Impossible. Yeah. Uh, the creature then appeared again, throwing, and in the book that I was reading, it said throwing chunks at his dogs. Okay. It didn't say what the chunks were of, but apparently there were there were chunks being thrown at a dog. So, you know, whatever. Um, He's as good at shooting Sasquatch as I am at playing SWAT in Halo. Bear. Yeah. I'm bad at SWAT, too. I'm so bad. Uh, however, doesn't go. it goes even farther than that, Brandon. Oh, good. Apparently, his sister saw the creature in 1908. 
Oh. Okay. Personally, I find this story suspect because these were not these stories were not mentioned until after the tracks were found in his soybean field. <sighs> soybean fields. Okay. Yeah. So the first quote unquote credible sighting of the creature, in my estimation, is in 1955 when by James um, James Crabtree. Uh, in his account, James claims to have seen the creature while fishing near Jonesville, uh, and the creature was sitting down like a man washing its feet. I tried to ease up or float up on it, but it stood up and walked off. Well, not an exciting story. It honestly feels like the most real story to me when talking about a tall person. Yeah. <laughs> because I can totally get that where it's just like, man, I just need to wash my feet. My feet are tired. And then some dude just comes up on a boat yeah. and it's just like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, all right, whatever. I'm leaving. You ruined the mood, dude. Um, so regardless, none of these stories made it into any newspapers until 1971. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyle Blackburn posits that this is because no resident of the rural community wish, risked, wished to risk their word on an unsubstantiatable story, which kind of rings true to me. Yeah, that but makes sense. At the same time, Occam's Razor also said that didn't happen, but you know, yeah. Um, the only sighting pre-1971 that really has any real meat on it, though, occurred in 1965, which was made by another member of the Crabtree family. Crabtree family becomes a big player in the story at this point. There's, so, it seems like it. In 1965, Lynn Crabtree was hunting squirrels with his 20-gauge shotgun, okay. loaded with squirrel shot. While sitting in a tree, Lynn heard the sound of horses running into the lake and the bellowing of a dog. Curious... He approached the source of the sounds to find him within 30 steps of a hairy man or gorilla type beast with long arms. Now, I've never hunted squirrel. Yes. But from my understanding on um, munitions and, and firearms and the such, they yeah. actually they go, they go some distance. So to me, I don't think you have to go into the tree to get said squirrel because <laughs> you could probably do it from the ground. Apparently, I mean, I can get it because maybe he's just up in the tree because he's like wants the squirrels to be running around on the ground. Like, Hello, there are ground squirrels because it might be ground squirrels because we got that around here. Yeah. So I, but then I don't know. You man. could probably also hit a ground squirrel whilst also being on the ground. You're not wrong. I I've never hunted before, Brandon. So I literally my my brain doesn't even know what is valid for hunting. Because uh, it's such, like, anathema to me because I love animals and I hate the idea of harming yeah. an animal. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay. So, so yeah. We uh, got some uh, – went to a Greek place and came home and just were watching The Witcher, eating some Greek mm-hmm. food. And yeah. um, uh, she, she goes, man, they really seasoned these pork chops, like, weird – continues nomming on some pork chops and oh um makes another comment and i look over and go are you sure because it's a greek place and she just saw yeah. chops it's like all right i want chops oh <laughs> i had i had assumed it was what it really was she doesn't eat greek much and assumed all chops are pork chops oh no so I, she goes, can you just try this and i take one bite and i go that's that's lamb chops 
it's a Greek place. And then the widest oh. eyes, it was perfect, like, very slow, like, look, mouth just goes agape, like, with food, like, just lamb still in it. Like, <laughs> I'm eating lambs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was oh, perfect. That's very good. That's very, yeah. very good. <laughs> like, just wide eye, mouth agape, slow head turn. The way you describe that, it would—it's almost as though you—you you told her that it was people. Like, I, I might as well have said it was people. <laughs> it, it, that's like—that's the exact reaction. <laughs> no, that's long pork. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Anywho, so it's <laughs> <that's> fucking funny. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, and there's okay. like five just five minutes of silence and like i think i'm gonna heat up the leftover lasagna <laughs> listen like, fair fair that's fair that's fair yeah lamb is definitely not for everyone no me being one of those people yo ditto <laughs> anywho uh the creature was around seven or eight feet tall with reddish brown hair with a face obscured by hair and only a dark brown nose showing flat and close to his face Thinking it was a man, Lynn aimed at the creature, which seemed to be unfazed. Scared, Lynn shot, keeping in mind he still thought the creature was a man. Yeah, th- this uh, is the a- second person who shot thinking it was another person. Yes. There's yes. a lot of people in the story that are okay with just shooting other people. Yes, it's very bizarre to me. Um, and not only that, but he was aiming for the head. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, the beast seemed also unaffected. Just the woods. If you think it's another person in right with the woods, like maybe it's another person hunting or whatever, like. Yeah. Oh no. My my first reaction if I saw someone that looked like a per- something that looked like a person would not be to point my gun at it. I'd be like, "Yeah. Hey dude, what's up?" People are apparently just fine with murder in Texarkana. I I guess. Um the beast seemed unaffected and Lynn proceeded to fire off two more shots before running home. Smoky Crabtree, a major player in the story, Lynn's father, found the gunshots supposedly consistent with an 8-foot tall creature on the on the tree behind it where it supposedly was but no shotgun cells and no tracks um which makes me question the whole story but whatever it's good that there's a creature that just picks up evidence for you it's pretty great well yeah i mean that's that's the that's how sasquatch works that's how we haven't found it he's yeah. he's habitually tidy yeah he's got it's, like all sasquatch got, have ocd yeah, he's well. They've got they've got Hollywood OCD. That's true. There we go. Because let me tell you something, Monk is not what OCD is like at no, all. Not at all. <laughs> and this is, does, I think, are you? This podcast might just be two people that have been diagnosed with OCD talking about monsters. Yeah, because I know I have. <laughs> like, yes, I have as well. A doctor's like, you've got this. Yeah, I'm currently on fluoxetine for both uh anxiety and ocd so there we go there's i used to be on the the i can't pronounce set 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 up set up pro set c-i-t-o-p-r-o-l-a-m so i was same yeah honestly uh i will say though fluoxetine works really good for me there's i'm actually Huh? Oh, I just didn't like any of the stuff they gave me. That's that's fine. For me, it's like I can actually deal with stress now. Oh, good. Which is really crazy because I used to not be able to do that. No. Yeah. 
back in high school, I used to like break out into tears because uh, I literally couldn't handle the stress of having to take tests. I got a nosebleed once because a road was closed. Fair. <laughs> I get that. I actually get that. Makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, our, our obsessive compulsive... Sasquatch. Which I deal with so much better now. I used to drive all the way to um, Stone Ridge to put gas in my car. I remember that. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I'm totally better with that type of stuff now. Well, you also never, you also would not do left turns. Yeah, I still, I'm still, well, I'm okay with them. I try, I just, well, yeah. Well, you no, know, you like literally just, oh, wouldn't, just wouldn't. you refused. You flat out refused. It wasn't even a question of, you it wasn't even a question of you might not. You just didn't. Mm-hmm. Like that was a thing for a while. I mean, you you've gotten better at it, but back in like high school, it was like I don't do left turns. Oh yeah, I remember you said those exact words to me. Oh yeah, which uh, is really because we had multiple roads that ran parallel with each other, so I could yeah. like go a different direction and just take another like an extra couple turn and then end up in the same yeah. places. Well, it worked it worked well in our area. Oh yeah. Other areas not as well. Like if if you were in my area right now, it would not work out for you. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, you couldn't even I don't think you could even live in my development. Because oh. you had to take you had to make a left turn to get into it. Oh yeah. I'm decent Basically. at that stuff now. I, I've improved yeah. in a lot of places. Several people still have commented on my hairbrushes in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, listen, you've done, you've, you've gotten a lot better. Oh yeah. The time that I've known you. Oh yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Cause you know what? It's all about progress people. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. So this has been our podcast on mental health. Oh yeah. Uh, if you need mental health, definitely go see someone. If oh, you're yeah. like struggling, definitely see someone. Uh, Generally, I recommend a combination of... I recommend going to the therapist first and then having them recommend a psychiatrist to you. But that's my... that That's what worked for me. So, anywho. Um, <laughs> so, getting back to the story. Oh, also, uh, my sister yeah? also uh, anxiety mm-hmm. OCD diagnosed. And it turns out I learned what the, how to find out. Because uh, she was talking to me and they were like... Um, I was like, wait, I know that question. That's apparently the question where if you have an actual answer, go talk to somebody. And that is, um, tell me about uh, your like t- how you leave the house in the morning or like your morning routine. And apparently, if you have an answer, you have a problem. If you're not just That's... like, I don't know, I just go to work. Like, then you're fine. If you're just like, oh, well, then and you have any answer, go go talk to somebody. No, that's that's. That's fair. Because she was telling me about how she was like, holy crap, I didn't realize I had this problem. And as she was describing it to me, I was like, these are all the same questions everybody asked me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I got asked that too, now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you had an answer. Yeah, I did. I did. I checked the, I used to check the door like three times before I left. Did you? It was not, it was never consistent. How many times I checked it, but I always had to check it once because oh, yeah. I was terrified that the cats were going to get out. I always do everything in the exact same order, and there's always like the, everything's in the exact the exact spot where like I left it. I'll look for shit for like 
three hours thinking I lost my phone, and it's just because I put it like in four, a slightly different place. In a slightly different place, and I'm like, it's gone forever. It's gone forever. It's not in the only spot I put it. <sighs> oh boy. <laughs> so this is this is a stark uh this is a stark insight into the lives that we live. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so reports say that Lynn was a reputable boy, not to cut it off, but we oh, still have a lot of podcasts oh, left. Oh, yeah. We're already an uh, hour in. Damn. Yeah, I might. we might have to break this into two. I'm not sure. We'll figure out once we get to the end. Um, uh, however, Lynn would never tell his story to the press and never will because he passed away in 2011. Okay. Um... The account we have today is secondhand from Smokey Crabtree's book, Smokey in the Folk Monster. Uh, this story, like all stories before 1971, was only reported years after the fact, which is basically the hallmark of Cryptopedia stories that I don't really believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the book is kind of cool. It has like a picture of a boar's head on it. And it looks like it it's in Comic Sans. <sighs> That is, I have two least favorite fonts. One is Comic Sans, and I work in a company. It's a multi-billion dollar company, and uh, there are individuals who have Comic Sans just in like their um, signature on their emails and stuff like that, and I'm like, this is not appropriate. They, there, there's people who have it at IBM, too. There's also um, a font called, uh, called sh.txt, um, which... I hate, but it was driven to me to hate it because when I was in school, they would literally drop you a full letter grade if you used SHTXT, which is uh, what's called box text in older pieces of software. Oh, okay. It's just like a blocky, boxy looking like. Got it. Text. Was it like the? I I feel like that something like that was the default for AutoCAD. Yes. That was the okay. default for uh, the old Autodesk um, okay, CAD yeah. uh, packages. Because I remember, I remember it from high school. Yeah, you drop a full letter grade if you use that. Um, it was box text in the uh, German software packages. It was just called box. Uh, okay. Anywho, we're gonna get to the part where this story really picks up, though. Okay. The Legend of Boggy Creek, the film. Nice. Not the legend. Um, so returning to the 1970s, Charles B. Pierce enters the story of the folk monster and is arguably one of the most important players ever, even though he has nothing to do with any of the sightings. Yeah. Um, he was an advertising salesman from Texarkana uh, who had seen the stories in the Gazette and became interested in producing a film about the creature. Pierce did not have the finances to produce the film, so he requested backing from a local trucking business owned by one Mr. Ledwell. Reportedly, his perform- his proposal for the film was, I want to do one about that booger that's jumping on folks down the road there. It was in the papers every morning, you know, about the folk monster and how it jumped on somebody else. I don't know if I believe it or not, but it sure will make a good movie. Apparently, this was a good enough pitch, uh, and Pierce was given $100,000 to produce a movie, which would then go on to make $20 million in 1971 money. That's a good profit. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Um, 
so the production of the film was kind of unique at the time, and uh, it's only really been replicated by Blair Witch and uh, Paranormal Activity. Okay, I can see it's that. It's that kind of like like uh, crazy guerrilla low filmmaking movies that go on yeah, to do like, well. Yeah, guerrilla. It's like guerrilla filmmaking, right? So with the help of Smoky Trap Tree. Pierce was able to convince locals to tell their stories and, in some cases, reenact them. The film is a G-rated horror docudrama, which is the first of its kind, mind you. Yeah. With most of its audio being ADR'd over as a voiceover, something that some residents of folk were upset with because their their voices were lost in the film. Like some of them actually had speaking parts that got cut. Um. Did Did it do well? Like. How did Escape from... Was it Escape from Wonderland do? Escape from Wonderland. I think that that was a movie that was all shot from, like, cell phones from people at Disney that tried to, like, make a whole thing. I think that's what it was called. But I think it got put into theaters. Wonderland 2013 official trailer. Like, because it was all shot in secret at, like, Disneyland. Well, yeah. It looks like there's stuff from the Haunted Mansion. What? Why is this a thing? Weird. That's yeah. a. I didn't know about that. Yeah, because like they don't let you like do shit like that at Disney. So it was a whole thing that um. I can't even. So I found the trailer, but I literally can't find anything other than the trailer on this. Okay. There's a trailer, and it's definitely shot at the Haunted Mansion because the grave from the Haunted Mansion is featured in it, and the dude looks like the Hatbox Ghost. Um, This doesn't look like... This... Okay, so I'm pretty sure this is not it, but uh, I want to send you this because it looks great. Let us see. wait what (laughs) I found an IMDB page for an escape from wonderland 2017 short sci-fi thriller 31 minutes and it's got a picture of a woman in front of uh, definitely a green screen and um, the background is like a weird inverted picture of a house I I I don't know very weird Um, regardless the film that we're talking about, The Legend of Boggy Creek, is a collection of reenactments interspersed with B-roll footage of Boggy Creek, and the monster is a literal gorilla suit with wigs sewn onto it. Oh, good. Yes, yes. Uh, the film was naturally a massive B-movie hit and terrified moviegoers. Wow, I don't know how I spelled goers that way. So that... That uh, yeah. film you shot, you sent me, has a budget of two thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! And if you, I'm looking at, so I'm inside like the, the the secret portion that people can't see. It was written, mm-hmm. directed, produced, edited. The casting director and the production designer were all the same person. Yeah, I see that. There I can see some of it. Ten people in the casting crew. How did okay? Sometimes, like, numbers, like, $2,000, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, how did this cost $2,000? I guess the Alice costumes were the thing that cost $2,000, and, like, probably location probably. fees. Because they probably didn't pay these actresses. Because there's I 
doubt it. There's at least four women in this movie. Five. Five women in this movie. Oh, well, it gets weird as you click through the screenshots because now there's a woman in a bra and panties lying on a metal table that's made to look like a morgue table. It huh. literally it literally has a post-it note on the table that's saying something, which I assume is like morgue table yeah. or something along those lines. It was shot on, started in June 9th. And it was formally released on December 15th of the same year. Wow. This is a really weird movie. I feel worse for for having knowledge of this. Yeah, you should. Anywho. It was apparently uh, pretty decent. 8.4 out of 10. And it's been voted on seven times. So I assume everyone who voted on that is in the cast. That's probably true. Um, which is, which is wild because that means someone rated it poorly in the cast. <laughs> um, so the film was a hit, uh, it terrified moviegoers and drive-ins across the country, although the citizen folk would see none of the money, which resulted in an eventual lawsuit between Smokey and Pierce. I, I don't know good. how the, I don't know how the lawsuit turned out. I didn't really care. Yeah, because it's it's just your your typical uh, person films a film, another person doesn't pay the person who filmed the film doesn't pay the people who helped him, yada yada yada, the room. Um, so, as is the case with most cryptids that become popular, uh, once the folk monster became famous, the area was flooded with monster hunters and tourists, while some businesses such as the local monster mart attempted to capitalize on the phenomena, most of the town of roughly 500 people suffered on the in, under the influx of monster hunters. Property damage was abundant, and people flagrantly ignored the privacy of the town for, townsfolk. Wow. Can't speak. Um, in no small part was this due to the various bounties levied against the elusive monster. I think there was one for $10,000 and at least one for $100,000. Uh, there might have been one for like a million. It was... That's it was ridiculous. kind of bonkers. Yeah, it was it was insane. However, throughout all this, sightings continued of the creature. Everything from traveling musicians, which there's a footnote in the book about Carl Finch of the polka rock band Brave Combo seeing it on the on the road. Uh, which I like me a good polka rock band. I love the fact that it's a polka rock band. Um to local residents. Now, not only that but the sightings reportedly occur to this day, although more concentrated in the more rural Jonesville this day. Some say this is due to the reduction of the habitat of the creature, although I personally think that if you reduce the habitat of an ape, like a great ape, it's just going to show up in places more. Yeah. Because that's how deer work. So Deer in like cougars in California. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know what they're talking about. Today, the monster has left its mark in the form of a photo-op metal monster with a face hole. So like you know like a like a carrot that has a face in it and you can take a picture that you've been yeah. on the farm. Or like when you go apple picking, there's like a cutout of a sheep and you can put yeah. your head in there and it's like, oh look, I have a sh the head of a sheep. I'm a, 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 an, an abomination of nature. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, you know things that make you turn into hell beasts, that kind of stuff. Uh, there's the local monster mart as mentioned before, and a dis uh, uh, not and a display in the local museum and the Boggy Creek Festival 
which promotes the local area and shares information about the folk monster. Now, yes. I didn't go into a whole lot of the fallout because it's literally the same as every other monster story that we yeah. covered on this podcast. It's like it gets really big. The cop has to like the cops have to say you can't do this anymore. People ignore the cops. Eventually, it just dies down. Mm-hmm. The end. Um, I've also attached a image in the the show notes of the monster mart, which is pretty great. It's pretty great. You can go there for your slush puppies. Yeah, they got slush puppies. They got pizza. Make it a combo. Oh, nice. And there's a mural which was po- painted, I believe, by one of the cat crab trees. Um, huh. Yeah. So, a question on everyone's mind. What is the folk monster? A legitimate cryptid? Or something more? With the exception of the three-toed cast, the original of which was destroyed in a fire. Oh, convenient. Yeah. Uh, there exists no physical evidence of the creature. Additionally, the footprint evident- is evidence... As evidence, that was supposed to be as evidence, not is evidence. I was tired when I was writing this because it was at 11 o'clock. Is most likely bunk. Dr. Shambog, an archaeologist at Southern State College in 1971, believes that there is a 99% chance that the tracks are a hoax. All the primates have five toes. Also, the monkey family is not nocturnal and is like humans or other daytime creatures. So what I'm hearing is that there's a chance it's still real. Yes, a 1% chance. A doctor said that there's a chance it's still real. Ah, God damn it. That's, honestly, Brandon, that's literally the argument that I've seen be made no, for cryptids I'm in a sure lot of places. I'm sure it is. It's really, really dumb. It's, it's saying that, well, it hasn't been disproven, but that's not how science works. Science is the... The notion that you get closer to the right answer. You don't have the complete right answer. That's not what science is about. Science is about, like, I'm, like, 90% sure this is right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even gravity. Even gravity is just an explanation for a a phenomena. It's like, we're pretty sure this is the way that gravity works. Yeah. And then we have special rules for when it's not how it works. Everything's just a model. Whatever. I could go on about that for a while. Uh, There's other podcasts that will handle it way better than I will. I'll just get mad. Everything works because of the big dungeon master in the sky. Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, They're basically, in my worldview, God is a a random number generator. So basically, God is a dungeon master in in the sky. There's I I yeah I I like the dungeon DM in the sky uh thing, cause cause it's just a guy rolling dice and like huh I didn't expect that to happen yeah. all right, oh, it's, like fate is just some guy rolling a twenty going oh he is not gonna like this no <laughs> it's me when I'm like let me roll my d one hundred oh yeah oh yeah I know it's good things are gonna happen when the golf ball comes out. Well, the golf ball's dead now. I know. Unfortunately. <sighs> Rest in peace, golf ball. Rip golf. Yeah, I, I bought that because Nick Dondero told me to. There like, is. He, he challenged me. Yeah. He challenged me. I'm like, you want to challenge me? I've got a D100 now, dude. You've bought a lot of stuff because I was with you, and you're like, I'm not sure, man. And I'm like, just roll a D20, and if it's even, then get it. And if it's odd, then don't. And then it just always evens. Yeah, your one. I think your one d twenty was loaded. 
It wasn't. It was surprisingly wasn't. Because it, it, it tended to, to uh, go in favor of buying stuff more than not. Yeah. I still roll 20s to make life decisions. Fair enough. It's I'll be like, if it's even this, if it's all that, and then I what I do is I commit to it, roll it, and then whatever my gut feeling is on the result, if I'm like, oh, shit, I wish it came out differently because I was indecisive before, then I make my decision based on that gut feeling. That's actually probably a really good idea because your yeah. gut feeling, honestly, is generally what you actually believe. Uh, well, at the very least, for people with anxiety, your gut feeling is probably the correct answer. Yeah, and if you don't, if you're having trouble getting to whatever that feeling is, be like, all right, I'm going to hard commit to whatever this dice roll is, and then whatever you feel when it comes up, that, like, that, that'll let you know how you actually felt and you didn't know before. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, anywho, um... It's clear that I agree with this dude as well. Not only do I agree with your your dice theory, yeah. but I agree with uh, this guy saying that it's probably a hoax. It was probably Cause, a hoax. Because we, we said that like literally at the top of the episode <laughs> when yeah. we looked at the footprint. So let's discount the tracks. And what we're left with is purely anecdotal evidence, which scientifically speaking is worthless. That being said there are a few fun theories about what the monster could be. Here are some of my favorites. Nice. So the first one, it's all a hoax. Uh, I think a number of stories are probably a hoax, particularly most of the stories that came out after uh, 1971 about things that happened before 1971. Uh -huh. um, honestly, Tall Tales is extremely likely in the absence of evidence in the an area where people are like looking for monsters. Additionally, the fact that someone might be dressing up as a gorilla in a gorilla costume as a prank seems to be pretty high. Yeah. Because teenagers are a thing in all time periods. That, yes. They're the uh, real monsters. They're the real monsters. Oh, man. I heard I was watching Daybreak on Netflix, which yeah. is a like an apocalypse show. Okay. Set in Glendale, California. And it's like basically all the adults in the world are dead. Mm. or zombies and everyone who's under 18 is alive still oh good yeah so it's so there it's was a, a true hellscape yes a true hellscape uh there's that you know that, that that song like teenagers scare the living shit out of me yeah or whatever uh i don't remember who sings it i think it's my chemical romance that doesn't Mikey. sound wrong that doesn't sound wrong to me one sec this this i need to look up Yes, was, it, MCR. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was also uh, a bit for... I think it was one of the Caution Studios uh, randomness oh, compilations. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, hoax seems fairly likely, although I think it's different than a traditional hoax where there's like one yeah. hoaxer or something like that, but whatever. Um, another popular legend is that it was a circus escape. This is the third thing we've done where... Fourth thing that we've done where... Um, yeah, because you did a micro-episode on this. There was um, the train... Yeah, I did a micro-episode on this. It's also the... Um, uh, where they crossed the trestle. The... the uh, goat Man. Yeah, the Goat Man was... Uh, train crash. They thought... There was one of years, I think, was... Um, uh, they thought escaped kangaroo, possibly. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Enfield Horror. Yeah, Enfield Horror. And then the... Um, 
one we did so many i can't even remember what some were called it was in england and there were foots it was the devil's footprints is what it was oh yeah yeah yeah. Yep. thought possibly an escape thing I jeez believe. i forgot about that one yeah we have done a lot of episodes brandon yes we've done 58 <laughs> episodes yeah kind of scary yeah to be totally honest uh anywho so the theory like like i like you said it matches like a lot of theories for a lot of weird things where it's like it was a circus train that crashed yeah um and for whatever reason it's like really prevalent in the area like this myth but it's super unlikely because there's no documentation of a crash around the time that this happened but i love it it's a great theory yes um Actually, no. Let me say my favorite theory is the moonshine theory. The moonshine so, theory, all right. Yeah. Another extremely popular local theory is that moonshiners came up with the monster to hide their moonshining operation. That's good. Which worked exactly opposite of the way that it should have. Yeah. Uh, because it drew all the attention in the world. That's true. Um. Not only that, but there there was one other thing. Um. I was gonna make it. I was gonna say something. Uh, oh yeah, uh, this area was actually known for moonshining, as we mentioned at the top of the episode. There's, I'm sure a lot of places were. So I actually think that maybe some of the events were moonshiners trying to keep people away from their stills. Yeah. Not all of them, but I think some of them were. Or just big hairy drunk moonshiners romping through the woods. That too. However, we live in a world where there is no mystery ink. That's true. So no one could have uncovered the old man Jenkins. That yeah. And I have my Scooby snacks here to consume. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have one on on. Uh, that's great audio. That is such good audio. <laughs> Dude, let's do some ASMR of just us eating cookies. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm sure people would love that. Let me finish this yeah. cracker. Oh, oh they will God. love it, especially all the listeners with mesophonia. Mesophonia? Yeah. That's when uh, a rage response is triggered by the sound of people eating. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that why you're so good at, at, at uh, trivia? Because you just know random stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anywho. Old Man Jenkins did it. That's that's basically what this... That's literally what this theory is. Old Man Jenkins did it. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Um... The final, and honestly, in my opinion, the most likely, um, is that there, are, that the uh, the creature is a misidentification of local fauna, yeah, um, or exotic exotic fauna that ended up in the area. So I think misidentification of local fauna because that's like Occam's well, razor. Yeah. Well, there's two there's two theories, right? The first is that the Ford incident was carried out by a black panther of some kind. Now. Black Panther is just a melanistic big cat, um, which is like a, a yeah. cat that's that's got black fur. That's yeah. really all it is. Um, and honestly, that kind of tracks mm. because the behavior that they described, like the paw, like the hand coming in having claws, um, the eyes being about the size of silver dollars, yeah, uh, the fact that he was knocked over and attacked from behind, which is a classic cat Kitty pattern. cat thing to do, yeah. Like, that's a super cat thing to do. So, yeah. and the fact that, that there were scratch marks that were three three claws, like, 
it's all stuff that could be a mountain lion or something that ended up in the area. Mm-hmm. Now, officially, Arkansas says that there are no pumas in the area or mountain lions or cat big cats. Yeah. But, I mean, cats are animals, and there could just be one that was passing through because its territory was disturbed in some way. Okay. Um, but second, the second, and honestly the one that I think is most of the cases, and it was posited by uh, show regular Joe Nickel, uh, <laughs> is that the creature is actually a misidentified black bear. Um, and in the case of Lynn Tra- Crabtree's story, the one where he shot at him in the head, shot at the head. Yeah. Uh, it actually matches really good because uh, not only is the coloring right for a black bear, but the behavior of it when it's like sniffing the air yeah. is literally what a black bear does. Yeah, when it's trying to get true. like understand its surroundings. Yeah. So, and not only that, but the description of the face, like a, a flat brown nose, is literally literally a bear which kind of makes me think wonder if lynn like after the fact was like you know that was probably a bear and that's yeah. why he never talked to the the news because he's like i don't honestly want to say admit that it was just a bear uh-huh. and make myself look like uh an idiot because <laughs> he was also a teenager at the time so that's like, true it's i don't know um Originally, I was going to end it there. However, I had yes. enough time, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, to add another coda, which I think is the weirdest story about this whole thing. So, Smokey Crabtree, that guy who's been showing up a lot. Yes. Incidentally, he has a collection of folk monster artifacts and has written two books on the folk monster. Yeah. Um, one of which, in one of these artifacts, is allegedly the body of an eight-foot-tall monster that has no head. Like it exists with no head, or someone. Yeah, it's a took corpse. Its head. There's there's a corpse in an acrylic case. Like decapitation? Had, Are we talking decapitation yes. or head? Okay. A, a decapitated corpse that gotcha. he has in his shed. Um, he acquired three way ownerships of this corpse after it was discovered in Texas, transferred to Louisiana, and then finally it made its way to a shack on Smokey's property. Smokey showed the body off as described in this quote from Mysterious Universe. It was believed by Crabtree and a few others that the remains of this animal might be the evidence of the long sought after folk monster. The crab and Crabtree secured the body, seldom showing the specimen or even photos of it. That's I could not find photos of the of it online. Okay. Um, apart from a local jamboree event Crabtree hosted during which the remains were displayed under glass and shown for a small admission three fee, which I read somewhere was $3. Okay. Um, at the time, Crabtree described that opinions were very mixed about the creature, ranging from something that looked very human to something which, as Crabtree himself put it, part cat mixed with something else. Now, uh, they would go on to have the body tested and... You know, people would say, oh, we don't know what it is. You know, they did a yeah. DNA test, and it's like, oh, we don't know what it is because we ran a $10,000 DNA test on this thing. Um, however. Yes. As the case with this, there might be a better explanation that happened immediately afterwards that everyone ignored. What's that? Shortly after the display, which effectively put the word out in the area that Crabtree had something at least that at least might be 
the legendary beast of Boggy Creek, he began, he began to get a series of unusual inquiries about the creatures. The first of these came from a man in Texas who claimed that the remains had belonged to him. Whether he had been inferring this was an exotic pet or something remains unclear. After dumping the remains in the forest near Texacana, he then reconsidered the situation, and upon returning to where he left it, someone found and already collected the body. Crabtree did not believe the story shared by the individual, and finding several inconsistencies in the story, along with the ability to describe the appearance of the remains, he turned this original claim in a way. However, there is a story that I read in the book that I was I had read for this. Uh, apparently, there was a local taxidermist who had uh, taxidermized a Siberian tiger that was a pet who had died of pneumonia. Yeah. And removed the claws and the head for the tax and as well as the skin for the taxidermy process. Yeah. And then just dumped the remains in the desert, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, not only that, but the person who wrote the book, Lyle Blackburn, he compared a photo that he had of it to a photo he had of a dead Siberian tiger. Yes. One to one. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so Crabtree just has a dead Siberian tiger, like mummified corpse yeah. in his shed that he's claiming to be the beast of Baki Creek. Nice. So that's a thing. <laughs> Ultimately, the folk monster is a local legend and it reads yeah. more as a local legend than a credible creature. Mm -hmm. In my personal opinion, um, there's no evidence to support that it's a real thing. The fact that there's a ton of anecdotal stories means nothing to me. Oh. Uh, in that, like, there's anecdotal. There, there's like the fact that Bloody Mary is a legend. Yeah. That is like, just because there's stories about Bloody Mary doesn't mean that it's real. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, that's part three of the Southern Sasquatch. Nice. Um, which was an accidental like trilogy that I did. I think I'm gonna move away from Sasquatch for the next one. But if I don't, if I'm not successfully able to finish reading this book I'm reading for the next one, yeah, we'll probably have another Southern Sasquatch. Yeah, let's make it a quadrilogy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so uh, I hope everyone enjoyed their 2019 and their decade. Yeah, which it, is it, still it was weird an to me. Interesting decade. Um, our website, if you enjoyed the podcast, is CryptopediaCast.com. On Instagram, we're at CryptopediaCast. The Twitter is also at CryptopediaCast. If you want to email us with show ideas or your own personal stories, CryptopediaCast at gmail.com or us at CryptopediaCast.com. Um, we have a Patreon, which is included in the show notes. Uh, let me just check to make sure we don't have any new jackalopes. And then I think you should. I think it's your turn to rattle. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. We 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 have the same number of jackalopes. Same Got people. you. Then I would like to thank our jackalopes that make everything possible. They're paying for our website. That's Literally, Clay Sinclair <laughs> and Marty Von Party, who have been with us for a very long time. Clay, uh, for I, a real long time. I think it marks a year now. Yeah. Like I think it's literally been a year this month. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys. Um, I, I, I got it. There was there was something I want to work on for you guys, but 
I, I don't want to talk about it because like I don't want to commit to something and then not have time to do it. Real Sasquatch <laughs> body parts. Yes. Like a rabbit's foot, but it's the same squinchy foot. Rabbit foots are so morbid. Yeah. Very I, I never weird. Got them. Like monkey paws. I never got it. I never got it. Yeah. Well, monkey paws are cursed. Yeah. Rabbit foots are lucky, in theory. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywho, if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. I think Stitcher still has no uh, has no reviews, but a lot of our listeners come from Stitcher. So. Are these Stitchers? <laughs> Stitcher is like one of our... Stitcher and iTunes are our two top... Uh, I get sources. iTunes. Well, iTunes is where podcasts happen. Yeah. Stitcher, Stitcher, we have like a weird amount of popularity. Do we have I any on Spotify? Wait, do we, we do have Spotify. We do have Spotify okay. listeners. Um, I think that's weird. Let's see. I just think about that as music. Spotify is ten percent of our listenership. Stitcher's twenty five percent, and Apple Podcast is thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We got uh in the past month two hundred ninety downloads from Apple, two hundred forty six from Stitcher. Okay. Oh no, one hundred four from no two hundred forty six from Stitcher, one hundred one from Spotify. So. Okay. But I mean, last podcast on the left is moving to Spotify, so it's they're kind of trying to set up a thing. I guess. Huh. Interesting. Um, as I said before, if you got any monster crusher stories, be sure to send those in to any of the contact information above. Yes. Or any of the contact information below that has my name or Brandon's name in front of it, not Tom's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would love to get recommendations, but I don't know if that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you could find me on Instagram at donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerbeat.com. My email is brandon at cryptopediacast.com. And my Twitter is at cryptobrandon. If you want to get in contact with me, my Instagram is at mu2057, which uh, it's got some toy pictures recently. I got a really cool Boba Fett. Nice. Really soon. And uh, also my cat being a monster. Well, my girl, my Lissa's cat being a monster. Um, <laughs> my Twitter is at JF Dunham. My website is johndunhamgames.com. And if you want to email me, it's john at cryptopediacast.com. Our art was done by Tom Hill. You could find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com. And his email is tommikehill at gmail.com. As always, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And let me tell you. Things are going to get really weird in 2020. They which are. Actually, is probably true. And also, yeah. Let's sink. Let's sink? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. Wow. I would have been that able to line been, it up. I've done it before. That would have been terrible because we're at an hour and 27 minutes. Yeah. Well, we started so, at the same time, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So. Three, two, one. Time you wait four seconds and then, oh, look, there's a whole thing. I Testing. Talk, there's waves one. and stuff. Waveform. Waveform. Waveform if I look this way. Waveform if I look this way. I'm so wait, wait. My mic. Uh, uh, that was a really bad penis. <clears throat>
Whoa! That was Filthy terrible Frank penis. farts funny faces. Penis. Penis. Okay. Penis okay, I think I got a, All right. I got an okay penis. The balls are not great, but yeah. there is a shaft and there is a head. There's <laughs> there are all the parts. It's fully assembled. The penis bits are there. Yes. Um, all of this is going at the end of the episode. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Everybody knows how we do sound check now. Y- yep. 